This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries. And your number one source for after-show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Americans After Buzz After Show, Season 3, Episode 10, The Stingers. I am Adrienne Snow, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Miss Adrienne Snow. That's M-S-E-D-R-I-A-N-S-N-O-W. And this is the rest of my <laughs> panel. Uh, Matt Ritter. Yeah, you can find time. me on Twitter at Matt Ritter 1 and uh, YouTube Matt Ritter Comedy. Uh, Josh Richmond, of course, go to at Radio TFB on Twitter. Go to joshrichmond.net for other goodies. Ben Bateman, you can find me at Ben Bateman Media on Twitter and Instagram. How are you guys doing tonight? Yeah, and as always, of course, please subscribe to us on YouTube, SoundCloud, Cloud, iTunes. My accent just kicked in. Um, SoundCloud. SoundCloud, <laughs> Texas. Um, <laughs> we really appreciate your feedback. We love hearing from you guys on the Twitter, on the YouTube, and everything. I want to give a, a special shout out to Lois Elfman. We always hear from you. So um, yeah, you're awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah you have good comments. And yeah. You're, Keep us honest. Yeah, so we really appreciate that. Uh, on that note, we do have a guest. <laughs> I just got the one moment uh, that will be on the show momentarily. We're just calling in right now. Matt, you know, it just Matt, I- stop tindering. We're on the show. <laughs> <laughs> he says the number isn't working, so let's let's. Uh, okay, you, so we'll give it a. You second. know, I just realized this episode is called Stingers, and we're after Buzz talking about stingers. How appropriate! Yes, this is right. Pretty good. Talking yeah. into bees, bums, and stuff. yes, talking. This is where the stinger would be usually. Right there. Right? On yep. the subject of, uh, <laughs> we will avoid technical difficulty discussion and let you. Should I call tinder. him from my phone? He says the number that we gave him is not working. Do you know if this is the right number? Uh, no, it's that's the wrong number. Okay, because that's the number Phil gave me. So do you have the right number? We he, can... Yeah, Phil, Phil, okay. Phil misspelled it. Yeah. All right, so what's the number? I'll type it in. Okay. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> we do have our guest, Kelly O'Coin, coming on. He plays Pastor Tim on the show. Just a moment. In just a minute. We're just uh, got some technical difficulties. I've always wanted to do the sweaty balls stick. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just going time. This is our... The Shreddy Ball sketch, for those that don't know, is not a sex sketch. It's Alec Baldwin on Saturday Night Live from years and years ago, and he is, my name is Pete Shreddy, and I'm here to talk about my yeah. face. Let's just, let, should we just run through the entire Shreddy Ball yeah. sketch right now? Ball sketch, the, so. They're delicious, like, baked goods that are Pete Shreddy and <laughs> they're his just, Shreddy Balls. They're, they're meatballs. I like dipping them. 
Yeah, yeah. got mm. some sauce. It's a great, it's a sauce great sketch. Really good. You just Very dunk funny. it right you in there. You just dunk it right in there. I like, in. I like dunking them in my tea sometimes. Oh, your balls. All right, are just I, guys, I, let's go. stop talking balls. <laughs> start talking <laughs> Kelly O'Coy. Okay. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have a really special guest. Uh, you may know him as Pastor Tim on The Americans. You may know him as Gary Semper from House of Cards or 46 other credits on IMDb, which I think Ooh, qualifies wow. him for the character actor Hall of Fame. Uh, thank you for <laughs> thank you for calling in Kelly O'Coin. Hey, how you doing? Uh, we I are like that, uh, that's a great introduction. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, wanted, I wanted to ask you about that. Do you uh, consider yourself a character actor? That's how the exterior, you know, the external uh, sort of you know reputation when you get that many credits under your belt. But what do you call yourself? Uh, I mainly I mainly just so because I'm I'm a working actor right now. Um, but but yeah, I'd say as soon as I lost my hair, I was pretty much a character. Actor. <laughs> that, that's when it happens. That's when it happens. The hair starts yeah, exactly. thinning and all this. Sudden... You wouldn't be able to, you wouldn't be able to tell that by uh, this particular show, obviously, with the uh, with that uh, mop I got on my head. Yeah. yeah. Do you get to start hanging out then with Stephen Toblowski and J.K. Simmons? Is there like a character actor <laughs> bar that you get to? Yeah, the God's ears, my friend. Yeah. Do they give you a silly wig, or is that is that straight up? You've grown out. You mentioned your silly mop just now. Um, no. This is uh, that's that's uh, that's um, that's a wig. Yeah. So oh. so so Kelly, uh, thank you so much for calling in. I wanted to jump right into this episode because it was a pretty sure. bombshell oh, one. Hmm. You kind of blew up everybody's world. That was that, that was crazy. That was a great episode. I didn't actually. Um, I, I was there for the table read, but I still was. You know, when Paige was getting the news, I was getting a little teary. She's so good, right? Oh my god, really good. good. Jesus, yeah, it was exciting. And did you? I mean, when? At what point do you know the storylines? I mean, is this like a week before, or how long do you have to prepare for that big moment? Sort of. Well, there's some episodes that I don't know until I watch them on TV. If I'm not a part of the um, of, of that particular episode, I won't be at the table read necessarily. Um, so I won't I, I won't see the scripts. Uh, I actually don't know exactly what happens in the final episode of the season, for instance. So I, I want, I, I, I'm on pins and needles, too. Yeah, I think I want to ask for all the AfterBuzz fans of the Americans out there, what's your angle, Pastor Tim? <laughs> yeah. What's going on with you? You can't just be World a man of God. You've got to be up to something. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's an interesting... Um, it is an interesting character, because I actually think... Um, when I first uh, when I first got the part, when I first auditioned for it, I didn't know that it was going to be more than just one episode. Mm. Um, I don't know if they knew. Uh, I don't know how far ahead uh, how far ahead they were writing at that point. But um, yeah, and then I, I kept trying to figure out if I was KGB or FBI, and I suppose uh, uh, you know anything is possible. But I'll say that one of the things I like about it is it's sort of radical on mainstream TV today. It seems to be very much. Um, a religious man who is, uh, uh, you know, not a tea partier and um, and someone who just seems to actually honestly care mm. about his community, and that actually seems like a somewhat radical portrayal of um, of the clergy these days. Right, it's actually a really sympathetic portrayal of Christianity. You know, you're not you're yeah. not a pastor with like a dark secret. You're not yeah. a pastor who's like secretly like a child molester being moved from place to place or has exactly. like some sort of Republican yeah. agenda. You're just like actually like a good guy and a community leader. But I do think it's funny <laughs> yeah. that because we've been so trained to expect that <laughs> that when you say yeah. the line in the episode, Paige, uh, she needs to be treated more like an adult. That's the the hair funny. stands up a little yeah. bit on your arm. <laughs> you're like, oh, that's what this is. That's what that means. But you know, I don't know if this really yeah. is. It could just be. Fake. Face value. 
and oh my god, the focus pulling on that episode blew me away. Like when they, you know, I said my little thing, and then it focuses right on. I mean, I laughed out loud when I saw when it focused on um, uh, Phil. Yeah, Jackson. moves right yeah. to yeah. that. <laughs> he could have he could have slit your throat right there in that travel agent yeah. office. Yeah, god, eye shooting oh. daggers. I, I was just going to say the one interesting thing. Also, my my father was in politics when I was growing up in this era. I was actually uh, a little older than you guys. I was actually Paige's age during this specific era, um, and I lived in Washington D.C. So it's kind of it's sort of a, a, a mind. Uh, I don't know if I can say that on the show, but a mind trip. Um, <laughs> but I re- but I remember when my dad was um, was he's a very liberal Democrat, and um, when he was campaigning, some of his best speeches and some of his most adamant supporters were these progressive churches and the, the pastors and, and the uh, and the flocks at these particular churches and I, I just think that's because that's so that's what I knew of, uh, of the church when I was growing up and I'm, we're not religious people but and you know I think um, that's still true now I think yeah. that I think like the Catholic Church for instance gets behind a ton of progressive causes it's just uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's not really the image that you see in the media as much yeah, and they're not the loudest, you know. The right. squeaky wheel will get the uh, the attention. It yeah. seems like when you are playing a character of any kind that has a staunch religious position, a lot of the decisions as that character are based on. Obviously, it could be a religion that you're into in real life, but I mean, it's a character you're playing on television, so I don't know if that is. Have you played a religious character in the past where you've had to connect with something on that deep level and take that leap of sort of faith as a character before? That's that's actually an interesting question that um, I don't know why I'm blanking on. That's fast. I, I don't. You know what? I think the only other time I ever played a, 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 a specifically twice, twice in plays. I played one in a play called Coils, which was about the Marquis de Sade, and I went crazy. Um, the Marquis made me go crazy, which was fascinating. Uh, and then another one in high school. So no, I mean, mm. essentially not. I haven't. Um, I haven't done that. I used to audition for them a lot, and there was a period of time when it was always. Sadly, it was always a priest who turned out to be pedophile. Right. Um, <laughs> I never got them, so I guess I wasn't creepy enough. That's a good thing. That's, That's yeah. a good thing. <laughs> yeah, right? I think so, in retrospect. I wanted the job at the time, but I think maybe, yeah. I love that story. I love that story on your IMDb page about your dad's uh, campaign. Uh, about that, Was that your first acting role in his uh, commercial campaign? Oh, <laughs> Uh, that was probably my first on-screen, or at least one of my first on-screen roles. You mean like the commercial? Yeah. Can you tell our can you tell our, our, our viewers and listeners about that? What's that? Can Say you again? tell our listeners and viewers about that? Okay. Yeah. My my dad was um, he is still a liberal Democrat, but he was he was a congressman from the first district of Oregon, and um, during the whole Reagan revolution, um, all the Democrats, and it's still the case today, but we're being painted as. Um, uh, loose spending, big spending Democrats, and to counter that, one of the ways to counter they countered that was to uh, put me in an ad. I was being forced to wash my car, and I was looking at the camera, smirking and talking about how cheap my dad was. Like, <laughs> he always asked, "Can I get an extra pound of free air at the gas station?" And something about discount chewing gum and whatnot. And it was really fun at the time. I, I don't know if the commercial was any good, but uh, we won, so I guess it helped. <laughs> But yeah, I think that was one of my first uh, TV or on-screen things. So, uh, part of the reason I love Pastor Tim on this show is because you know the Jennings are such cool customers. But you're yeah. like one of the few characters who can really get under their skin. Mm. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's you know, and it's so you know, just by kind of like being a normal good guy, but it just happened, you know, just happening to be Christian, which really rubs them the wrong way. And but right. you know, Philip, you know, got so aggressive towards you in season two, and you were so kind of unflappable in the face of that. Do, do you? I mean. 
don't you feel like this pastor would have like trepidation going back and still kind of you know po- poking this bee's nest? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean we we've talked about that a little bit, and and a lot of it just has to do with um, uh, the amount of time that has gone by, mm-hmm. and um, there were overtures like. They, uh, Philip and Elizabeth made the first overtures in the next time you saw me, so that it it, um, it, it sort of calmed things down a little bit. Right. Um, I mean, that's an open question. I, I just decided that what the way Pastor Tim has to approach these things is to assume that the approach this relationship is just to assume the best. You know, um, <laughs> it's kind of yeah. It, it is uh, that is an interesting. It's always in the back of my mind, even when I showed up at the. Um, that's when we were shooting the scene where I showed up at their um, uh, travel agency. Right. Uh, the episode tonight uh, was like, you know, this is the first time I was saying to Matthew, this is the first time we've been in a room alone together since, you mm. know, that time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just the uh, uh, time heals all wounds, I suppose. I think it's funny that uh, you definitely, as you said, as Josh said, you, you get to get under their skin so well. You, you almost have this like plethora of lines you've you've uttered in the show where you give them, yeah. and it almost like if I was playing the character, I would not be able to stop smirking because the reaction you get is just so. It's just they're they're so annoyed, and you, you're such a smiley character, you're so happy. Uh, it almost seems like it would be too easy to play it. You know what I mean? You get the best. You get some of the best moments. The the dinner table scene about the baptism is like one of my favorite oh, yeah. moments of the whole season. Yeah, 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 yeah. That long, long pause where nobody knows what to say. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to get baptized. You killed yeah, them with kind. Um, you killed them with kindness is what you did. And then Noah, and then Noah's like, "That's great. That's, that's great. It's such a good time." I, I, I feel like I have to meet Stan Beeman now at some point. Dude. Maybe he'll come to my church. Something. Um, yeah. Things will be on my. Doesn't on seem. My side. Doesn't seem too. It seems totally within yeah, the normal possibility. Totally yeah. possible. You yeah. brought up a point of when you first auditioned that you didn't know if maybe you'd be KGB or FBI. Do you think that there could be a, a wonderful plot twist if you being <laughs> <laughs> more than just a preacher? Sure, yeah. That would be maybe fun. I'm such a good agent that I can, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, it's, I actually, it, I didn't think that necessarily until I got the word that they were going to bring me back the second time. And mm. I thought, um, oh, maybe there's, you know, the whole first, the whole first season I was in, which was season two, uh, I kept wondering if the next script was going to be the bombshell where I find out how, like, what a badass I really am, you know? Yeah. Double O character. You never know. Everyone's got a little card up their sleeve. You never know. It sounds like you're a pretty big uh, fan of watching The Americans. Do you watch any other television shows that you are, you cling to on a weekly basis? You know, my two favorite shows, I have to, well, I mean, I have a bunch. I, I, I I watch House of Cards and two sittings probably every season so right. that's definitely <laughs> yeah. one of my favorites but my um, uh, the, the other two that are currently running now um, uh, Justified and House Car- and uh, The Americans the two FX, the FX shows two Graham Yost shows too. company man but, it sounds uh, like <laughs> yeah. what's that? I said you're a company man I guess I am but really I mean and my wife um, uh, particularly loves Justified too she actually brought me to it mm. um, five years ago uh and I love Louie, too. I, I, I'm, if I can campaign here to get a part on Louie someday. Yeah, you're just, yeah. 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 this is the place. Louis. Louis. Yeah. <laughs> we, we definitely hook people up. Uh, I, you know, it's got to be a little bit surreal. I mean, you are on uh, sort of two of two of the really hottest shows on you know TV, on TV right now. It's got to be somewhat of a surreal feeling for you. Yeah, it's. A, I mean, it's a wonderful feeling. I'd be an idiot if I did, if I wasn't aware that these are two of the best, at least in my estimation, two of the best. Written, produces, act, produced 
acted shows on TV, and I, I do feel incredibly honored. Um, there was a chunk of time when they were shooting at the same time, um, and House Park shot, shoots down in Baltimore. Um, and actually, the Americans couldn't be closer. It shoots 20 minutes from my house in Brooklyn, which is pretty awesome. Oh, nice. Yeah. But the, the two casting directors um, worked very well together, and they um, they worked out the schedule, so we didn't... Uh, they were doing going back and forth with all the PA or the PADs, and we didn't really have to stress about it too much. But um, so I have to thank them for that. But it is, and it, it's wonderful. I hope it keeps going. But uh, it's it's really been it's been a great ride. Yeah, no, I mean you've been cast in these like amazing shows so far. Is there like one one dream role or type of role that you've always wanted to play but haven't had the chance to huh. play yet, or like what would you want to really want to play on TV that you haven't done yet? Other than oh, Louis. Man. Other than Louis. <laughs> Other than what? Other than Louis. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I play Louis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to recast that damn show. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I. It's a great question. I actually, for some reason, the first thing that before you even finished that sentence of Al Swearingen on Deadwood popped in my mind. Oh man. wow! What a good character that was. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, David Milch dialogue. You could just have a ball with that. Yeah, you know, one of those. Things. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with that. Something like that. you know, the the antihero that's so complicated, and you get a lot of stillness, a lot of uh, he can also go nuts. I, uh, you're what? That's that's it. Who knows? Maybe <laughs> I'll get maybe I'll get final answer. Maybe you'll get nice. cast on Walking Dead. You'll be like a modern day John Cazale. Everything you do is a hit. Um, I have <laughs> oh, one... man, yeah. That's a good one. I have one more question for you. Uh, sure. and I want you to answer this totally honestly. Uh, was okay. the was the double behind the back crossover last night that Steph Curry had against Chris Paul the highlight of the year? Was it the number one highlight? No, of the year? no, because it wasn't a Portland Trailblazer highlight. <laughs> the highlight of the year. But it was, you know, it was, it was not without its charm. The, oh, hi- the highlight has probably been one of Dame Lillard's Three-point buzzer beaters. He's, I think he's had a few. He's had some good ones. Uh, no, that was a pretty pretty smooth move. I only saw it in highlights because I was actually just playing. I was in uh, Portland the last three uh, nights with my dad watching a couple Blazer games. Uh, so I only saw it in highlights. But um, there was some pretty uh, pretty great um, Mark Saldridge highlights over the weekend that you, I might put up there. You guys will be a tough out in the playoffs. I'll, I'll look forward to the series. <laughs> yeah, Definitely. Before we let you go, unless you guys have other questions, I wanted to just give you a chance to uh, sell yourself out here for everybody. Where can we find you? What are you working on other than this show? Oh, sure. Uh, Well, I would have said I was just on forever last night, so I guess that doesn't really count. Um, I'm going to be doing, hopefully I'll be back on these shows next season, Um, but you never know what happens, I guess. Uh, I'm going to play. I know, I just was like, I got to. Put out a little uh, anyway, I, I'm also doing a play uh, in New York over the summer uh, Manhattan Theater Club called oh, nice. Good Stock. Anyone's in New York. Um, and uh, that's it for now. Oh, I'm going I'm to be shooting a... Um, it's an, it's, right now it's called the Untitled James Marston Project. But okay. Danny Glover's in it. A bunch of interesting people. So I'll be shooting that soon. And James Marston. Very cool. Well, we'll have to set up a, a little uh, a basketball game then at some point out here. Uh, so yeah. Hoop in the backyard. Ah, that sounds good. Can I get a ringer in though? I'm, I think I've, I've got some years on you. So um, anybody you want that's on one of the shows that you're working on. Yeah. <laughs> 
Awesome. Perfect. <laughs> Kevin Spacey, if you can get Kevin Spacey out here for a little, absolutely. Oh, he would be unflappable, right? Yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's a he's a crunch time guy. Although know. he kind of throws like a girl in the backyard and has the cards. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching the UConn game. Uh, come on, like that's uh, they got some great female players. That's true. This is very true. Uh, all right. Well, uh, thank you so yeah. much. Yeah. Thank you. And where can everyone hey. find you on the social media, Kelly? Oh, uh, well, I've got a Facebook page, but on Twitter, I'm um, Brooklyn Blazer, actually, without the vowels. So, Brooklyn Blazer. Brooklyn Blazer. Yeah. Yeah. Blazer. Wonderful. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh, yes. Well, uh, thank you. And I love your podcast, guys. Oh, uh, thanks. I'm happy to be on it. You guys, you guys, the conversation is always so fun. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, thank you so much for calling in and, and, you know, taking time to to talk with us about the show and just your life. We really appreciate that. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Of course. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your night. Bye, Kelly. Take care. You as well. (laughs) Bye. So now that we're diving into the episode nice. itself, holy oh, cool. crap! Oh, what God. happened this week? What an what ending. <laughs> oh, boys. Okay, well, first thoughts. I guess we should go ahead and start with that, and then we'll jump in. Bombshell. Yeah. My, my first thoughts were, they were a little less prepared than I thought they would be for that moment. Did you get the sense for just a quick second that they had they had a backup plan? Like, if this happens early, we're going to have this lie that we're going to tell? No, I got the sense, like I just said, I just got the sense that they really hadn't expected it to be then, and they just were thrown off. Of yeah. course not. You know? I, I didn't expect it to be then. Yeah. I didn't think no. she was that savvy. It'd be real. Yeah. That, that said, though, I feel like Elizabeth's plan all along has kind of been to, like, leave Paige the trail of breadcrumbs. Like, I think she wanted Paige to kind mm, of, at some slowly. point, at some point, figure it out herself or call them out on it. Maybe. I don't think it was ever going to be, so. I don't think it was ever going to be like, sit down, Paige, we need to tell you something, no suspicion whatsoever. I think it always kind of had to come from her. Mm. Okay. Interesting. I think I think it sticks better that way, almost, you know? Like, if, now that Paige has kind of discovered it herself, it feels like something she did. Like, it right. almost, like, maybe right. on some psychological level, it's like it's her fault. I think it's more dangerous that way, but what do you think, Ben? <laughs> uh, my first thoughts on the episode in general were that um, I didn't think it was that great of an episode other than that stuff. I mm-hmm. thought that whole segment was awesome. Uh, I found myself like a little less interested in most of the rest of the episode, uh, but obviously it was balanced out by a huge mm-hmm. payoff. I mean, a lot of the other storylines, they were kind of like check-in moments. You know? Yeah. I think with this episode, because it is episode 10, they were doing a lot of things where it was just kind of like, and we're going to start tying everything up so that we can kind of get into like the juiciness of the season finale. Right. Yes. Right. Like a lot of those storylines had to have their second to yeah. last. Because I think there <laughs> were like... Moments. Right. Yeah. That be- counted like eight different stories, right. six different storylines. Yeah, we spent a little time on. with everybody. And maybe we, yeah. should, maybe we should just talk about some of those, some of that stuff before we get into the big juice. Yeah, we stuff. will. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I was just going to say, well, I mean, luckily it's, it's probably a little shorter of a show today because obviously we had an awesome interview. So, but it's nice that, you know, most those things are just little buttons because we probably yeah. mostly want to talk about Paige. I will say, and I know I said it last week, she's my favorite character on the show. Uh, she's the person whose scenes I enjoy the most. What are you looking at me like? What? what I was just like, uh, and, <laughs> and I thought she absolutely knocked it out of the park. Is it pandering was, to say my favorite character is Pastor Tim? <laughs> <laughs> my favorite character on the show is uh, the woman from the last episode. What was the? Uh, I'm blanking right now. What? The incredible woman from the last episode who had to... Oh, oh, uh, oh right. Lose, oh, right. Uh, uh, Betty. 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 Yeah, amazing. But in general, my, my favorite, favorite character is the male robot. 
<laughs> I love Paige. I think she's does. fantastic. I, I think she killed it in the scene. Play favorites. Okay. No, fine. Everyone, okay. Everybody's everyone's amazing. Great. No, uh, Holly Taylor. Is that the actress? Yeah. She yes. did an excellent job tonight. I, I will say she did an excellent job tonight. We have to get her on the podcast. I tweeted at her earlier. She okay. was excited. She was tweet, terrific. tweet. All right. And actually, I really loved Henry's beats this episode, too. And it was nice yeah. to see a little bit more of him. That was kind of the most <laughs> done. Yeah, I he has got a lot of lines. Yeah, he had a lot of. He was uh, the. He's in puberty. Really, you hear that little voice yeah. crack? Yeah. Oh. See that little that perfectly curated stash of uh, of a magazine mag- photos. We were all and, and you were like, you guys are gross. No, I'm just. It was just kind of. I just thought. I guess for me. I figured he'd have like better quality stuff. No, there's like and that it's 1983. Yeah, yeah. And, and is it really like I used yeah. to have to do the same Aww, thing, rip out a page guys. here. It's rough times. In those days, you know, with no internet, I mean, that's the equivalent of like, of like, well, we won't get into that conversation. And I, also just, <laughs> I figured that he would, with, um, it was just funny that like his top pick was, you know, his neighbor's wife. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's very cliche, but I guess yeah. it's true. I yeah. think it's totally true. That's, you know, the, per- the, the person in your neighborhood blessed. is the person you kind of obsess over. Right? No. We're very blessed to be living in the internet age. Let's just say Let's that. just move on. Oh, <laughs> guys. My okay. grandfather had to do that to okay. Steve. <laughs> Cheer down. <laughs> Hormones, summertime. Okay, on that note, shall we go into <clears throat> the Russians? Let's just group them all together. The Russians. Zaneda. Zaneda. Zaneda is a double You know, like, like we said about Stan just being a middling, you know, is he good? Is he bad at his job? Actually, it's like, I don't know. First of all, whose job okay. is it to check the bathroom? Yeah, it, well, it's his, but she did it after he checked. He should have right, checked yeah. again after. But he was. Right to suspect her. He just has to have better follow through. I think that's a big issue with Stan. He just doesn't have enough follow through. He gets distracted. He's like, yeah. I, I was on this data thing and now I'm kind of off I it. Think he's kind of insecure. If he had more, if he had higher self esteem, maybe he would have stayed on it. I don't know. know about he straight that. up, he straight up destroyed that bathroom earlier in the season. Excellent. Remember? And yeah. uh, looking for something, and th- and, and if he just gave just, up, yeah. He's like his. He had he had the great suspicion. Yeah. Well, they ran the mission though last episode with him and Oleg to to scare her into admitting that she was a spy and she she was she stood pat. Right. Dude. So she kind of dodged the bullet. No, so he's not true. really suspecting her anymore. She's still a Russian spy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> come on now. He's been well. Let's all I gotta say is Stan has been living across from two Russian spies for like three years. So exactly. Oh, Stan. You you get this close and then you doubt yourself. Have better confidence, my friend. Have better confidence. Look under the sink. Look mm. under the sink mm. after she leaves the restroom. What do you think was on there? Oh, it was the... That was the, the, yeah, it was the note you saw later on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's the note that she gave to the resident Right, now we know yeah. she is codenamed Willow, Willow with the resident Willow. Willow. Yes. yes. <laughs> but it's it's like it was talking about last episode. There's so many crosses and double crosses going on with the Russians that even they are getting confused. Yeah. And they're kind of so screwing they're, up, they're up with their own plans. They said it's compartmentalized. <laughs> right? Exactly, so Not yeah. everybody there knows what's going on. missions or what, which is how you yeah. have to keep it. Right. But sometimes it messes you up. Right, so Oleg doesn't really know what's going on, so Oleg screws up this other operation he had no idea. About. See that only it only works if everybody is totally in line, which nobody ever is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that whole system doesn't work at all. Yeah. Right. They wouldn't expect Oleg to be reaching out to Stan or Stan to be reaching out to Oleg, you right. know, trying to, to figure this out. So that's an interesting point. And then jumping on to the whole thing with Nina and the scientist and how that seed's kind of being planted with Oleg, where it's Oleg's responsibility to get pictures of the bomber to get to the scientist who's being seduced by Nina, and Oleg doesn't know, which is so complicated. Yeah. <laughs> it's very complicated. Um, I thought one of the funny elements of this this episode was just men are stupid, 
and when women are hot, they're even dumber over yes. and over again. Wait, wait, um, wait. Say that again. When well, men are stupid and when women are hot, they're even dumber? Is that what you said? No, when women are hot, men are dumber. That's basically yeah. what I'm getting at. I'm basically just getting at that men, like, and they, this show likes to just sell that, like, if the woman is hot, the male will fall for it. Like, you know, it, it's the same thing when you saw Elizabeth in the hotel room. And the like. That was real easy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not to say yeah. that, not to say that Matthew Reese hasn't had plenty of scenes where he's charmed a woman in the, ep- in, in the episodes this season. But just. But the, do you think Baklanov is being seduced by Nina yet? Cause I don't think that's quite happened yet. I definitely got, he looked, he, there was the look. He gave her the look. I think he gave her the look of more of, oh, this is someone I can communicate with because she speaks in English. Right. And that she's also lived in America. So I think he found that kind of camaraderie in it. I don't know if he's going to be as easy to seduce. I don't think I'm so I'm actually either. not going to mail bash, and it's usually like <laughs> what I enjoy doing, but at this point, <laughs> I'm going to say... You know, you're not, you're not, you guys aren't all dumb. Sometimes you do think with your little one and not your big one, but, you know, it's, uh, I think at this point, I wouldn't say that the theme was that all men are dumb if there's a hot woman. Cause if that were the case, then, and, oh God, I can't believe I'm going to say this, then, um, Philip would probably already have sealed the deal with the, the Kimmy situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know she's mm. underage, but she still is like a hot, uh, tight body thing. Yeah. You know? She passes out real easily, that Kimmy. Yeah, <laughs> she does. She's seriously. fifteen. Like, yeah, yeah. well, she's actually, asleep pretty early. I can hold my liquor at fifteen. Yeah. But, but I, uh, but something, <laughs> but something again, I loved about that Nina scene is that Nina is spying for the Russian government, but at the same time, she's being spied on by the Russian government. Like, you could see like people, like the superiors, like kind of giving yeah, her eyes, like the, what are you doing? It's the secretary woman walking past, and like, it's, kind of it's once her. again the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing. It's kind of like this. It's kind of the thing that like brought about the downfall of the Soviet Union is that, like nobody knows what's going on, and everybody's trying to double cross each Lack other of and communication. Is yeah. ends most relationships. Mm. Yeah, completely. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, yeah. So, on that note, then there was also just a slight blip of uh, Yusuf and the Afghan group. So, which kind of ties back because we can jump into Kimmy and Yusuf because they're kind of uh, tied together. Sure. Of um, they're bringing Yusuf back, and what was the whole deal with the hotel? I didn't quite understand why they were putting a needed that in at the hotel to anyone else. I didn't know. It seems like something they set up in this episode that will pay off in a future episode. Yeah, yeah. like That's, he'll be yeah, staying there said, later or something yeah, like, like that. Yeah, like she's coming back later. Like he was ha- they're halfway there. But I guess the information they discovered on the tape at Kimmy's house. Which and I it couldn't was, quite make out. I don't think we were really okay. supposed to. I think the main point was that Yusuf is coming, coming back. That was the main mm-hmm. And that it, it ties into um, information that the CIA is giving the ISI. Right. So they're they're setting. I think all of that was just setting everything up. I think they also just brought back Kimmy because they needed to touch on Kimmy. Thank goodness they didn't do any more touching than that. Yeah. They just don't. But it still want brings up some questions for me, like because we haven't seen Kimmy the last few episodes. Yeah, we've got to assume that Jim has been keeping up this relationship with Kimmy this whole time, and there's stuff we haven't seen. I'm just gonna assume she's on spring break. And that she was with her family. You also just have to assume, like, they... There was that picture of her with her family. That's right. So yeah, maybe well, she maybe she was on vacation. I think that was more of them tying on to the whole conversation <laughs> that Philip had with Pastor Tim about family vacation yeah, no, together sure, and all that. You know, they do those kind of planned things. Right. They also made the whole, like, surrogate parent theme in this Hugely. episode that was running was throughout it. There was theme. definitely, like, the picture, and I'm your, and then, yeah. Uh, I don't think that they, I don't think they've slept together yet. I think, no, it, we, I don't I think so either. It's happened yet. They would I, but let us I'm know. just curious what, uh, what, you know, what Kimmy feels about the relationship at this point, if she's cool with just keeping it chased. Because at one point, she completely was not 
She said, you're the only one that cares about me. So right, it right, seems right. like she's in a good place with him. Yeah, it seems like with the whole, when he did that whole thing, I'm, you know, I, I'm finding religion and all that kind of stuff, that kind of sold her Diffused on. Diffused her. Yeah. Slightly. Cooled yeah. her hormones. Yeah. I definitely thought they were doing the thing, like for a second there when he was in the bedroom, I thought that she was like, I'm going to go to the bathroom for a second. Oh, I thought so too. The, I, was, I was like, that's yeah. not what this the, episode should be about. No. Uh, for yeah. a second, I thought the whole, it was going to be the whole, uh, what's the Bill Murray movie where uh, the girl walks out? The broken flowers, yeah, oh yeah, that's right. And the, ch- the chick just walks out and she's naked. Yeah, <laughs> oh right. I, 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 I just do some crazy. <laughs> uh, I thought you were talking about uh, the uh, Varsity Blues, oh. maybe, uh, <laughs> or perhaps Tootsie. James which they were. Yeah, there was Tootsie. Tootsie. Oh, a lot yeah. of cultural. By the way, this was, I think was the, the most littered with cultural touchstone moments like Tron. Yeah. yeah. We had uh, Eddie Murphy, Mr. Robinson's one. Neighborhood. Yeah. Eddie Murphy yeah, was the first thing. That was hilarious, like, that accent. This is 1982. Yeah, the verdict is, was on the yeah. poster. Yeah. The verdict. Tootsie, by the way, about a man in disguise. Thematic. Tron yeah. is mm-hmm. about a guy who ends up trying to fight for the oppressed programs inside of a video game. Totally yeah. true. And real subtle, but in in the scene where Zaneda was putting the note in the bathroom, the music you could hear in the background was the theme to the movie The Sting. Ooh, that was, is that why they called it? They, that could be part of why. I also think it's because what Pastor Tim and Paige were kind of running on the Jennings was kind of, they had kind of their own little sting going as well. Wait, they didn't play That's what they, yeah. The Entertainer. The Entertainer. I don't really know what the significance of the verdict is because he's a yeah, I don't I have really. to look into yeah. that. After Wiki, that one come yeah. back next week for an answer. It's a great. To go back to that to kind of touch on just the the whole idea of, of surrogate families, uh, and then we'll go into finally we'll go into Paige, but uh, Stan and and Henry. That was a really interesting dynamic really they decided to yeah. do, where you know they kind of had Henry. I don't know. I, I feel like Henry's kind of like conning Stan because he wants to see more, get another picture of his wife. It sort of seems like it. <laughs> Henry was like, Mrs. Beeman's coming over later, right? Right? <laughs> I just kind of get that feeling. Or maybe it is the, the feeling of him not feeling that connected to his own father. I really th- I really do think that's what's going on. I feel. Mm. I mean, I feel like both Paige and Henry are, are like, you guys, the, our parents are so disconnected from us. Yeah. Paige has found this other surrogate father figure. Henry hasn't really found that. Stan, meanwhile, is also, you know, incredibly lonely. Yeah. They, just, there's kind of, there's kind of a connection forming there. It makes sense that Stan and Henry would find each other because they're just kind of like lone, lonely people in yeah. the show who don't really have anyone that Stan's not connected to, to his own son as much anymore. Exactly. And he was talking in a couple episodes ago about how it was so much simpler when they were younger. Yeah, you know what? I also also think that because you know Paige was on the verge of what just happened mm-hmm. this whole time, they have had so much emotional investment in her. I feel like not just that we haven't seen Henry. I think they've been neglecting Henry, yeah. which is interesting. Once Paige. Discovers. Did you have any comments on Stan and Henry? Henry, I was just going to say that I think that they're lonely and that there's a obviously a plot device here hidden in the Henry relationship. I also think Henry's kind of a little shit, and that's mm-hmm. I don't really think that he's what. Well, hey. I I wrote that I think Henry might be. I th- okay. okay. I have so, a prediction. We'll I have talk a prediction. About it later. But yeah, yeah, so like, yeah, so let's go ahead and get into Paige. Paige. Oh, wait, wait, really quick before we get into Paige, just yes. one thing with Stan. The mm-hmm. thing that happened at the end of the episode. Oh yeah, the Martha suspicion. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I just wanted to touch on it really quickly because uh, they definitely gave you one of those. They threw us a little bit of a bone. What's going to happen? Mm-hmm. And you wonder because he gets those weird suspicions, and he's very often right, but, but has no but has no follow through. through. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I did love the. It was like an 
eye twitch yeah. that gave away Martha. I love that. Yeah. And, you know, like this little eye twitch. Are you thinking of you, someone? No. Right. That was mm-hmm. that was really that was just really cool. You know, as as always, this show is shot through the eyes. Yeah. And, and but look, <laughs> at the same time Stan might be suspicious of Martha, I'm pretty sure well Taffet and Agent Gad and company are suspicious of Stan. Oh Adderhalt. Right. Yeah. yeah. So Do you manage uh, Agent Gad's pen collection? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so so Taffet. even so even if Stan says I think Martha might be a spy, they could just say, Oh, you're deflecting attention away from yourself. Well, it is something where they don't really know that much about Martha. Um, right. They don't know too much about her personal life. When she left to go deal with they the family issue, family is. they don't know her family. She doesn't talk about those type of things. That would make you suspicious. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was also the thing leading into this that that eventually found out Elizabeth and Philip with Paige. You know, they didn't have those normal things that people discuss in their life. Yeah. Right. And that is suspicious. It is. Before we get to Paige, I just wanted to bring up one <laughs> other tiny little because <laughs> I think it's important. I, I think uh, that moment where um, Gabriel gave him the choice of, uh, yeah. of Philip's choice of forcing his son to come back from Afghanistan and it just really brought into, you know, clarity, I think, Philip's position towards his kids which is like wanting them to have a choice I think that's sort of where he's coming mm-hmm. from which is why he didn't or maybe he was thinking that this will make him more I don't know what you guys think did that make him I more thought- beholden do you think that he was thinking like oh well if I say I want him back then I now owe I think he. I think it, it's partly that that he didn't not behold him, but that he didn't want to control his children's lives because obviously his son made that choice. Yeah. Um, but with that said, it was also interesting because then you you see that uh, Philip is still a soldier serving his country and that he's still loyal. It's also to a test, maybe too. Russia, partly. Yeah, it could be. And I think Philip just doesn't want to do any of Gabriel's mind games anymore. Yeah. At this you think point. so? Yeah, he's just like, oh, you know what? Anything you're telling me, I'm just going to like try to ignore it yeah, as much yeah, as yeah. possible. If you're involved, it's probably <laughs> shenanigans. It's just been of. interesting to see that change for for Philip to act more like the soldier and for Elizabeth to ask for the favor. So, <clears> if and, that even happened, well, it did. Oh, we, we know it did. Oh, she yeah. said it last week. Yeah, she okay. said it last week when she was talking about Gabriel. Oh, that's right. Okay. So. I was thinking for a second. I'm like, is he no, he wasn't right playing. Now? Yeah. yeah, she did ask like that's if right. there was anything that could be done. That's right. Um, so on that note, shall we go? Yes, into page. the page explosion. The, yeah. I, I love the lead in line. You guys are trying to turn me into travel agents. Oh yeah, yeah. that's yeah. perfect. That's a good and then line. They, they pan to Elizabeth, and you just see her laugh, and they kind of hold it for right, a bit. Right. I was like, mm, that's cute. But look, that's you cute. know those those initial scenes. First, the first scene of Pastor Tim, and then the scene when Paige just randomly shows up at the travel agent's office didn't seem to kind of out of place at first. But only only after watching the entire episode, you realize like they're you know they're trying to like get more, get dirt on Philip and Elizabeth. The two of them are kind of working together to try to figure yeah. out what's going on. She did kind of mention that she just doesn't know anything about her family, and I got to give Paige a lot of credit for even picking up on that. As a teenager, I I was at one point a, a young female teenager, a young and I could lass. say a young lass, and I didn't or well, lasses guy, but I didn't <laughs> um, care that much at that time about. You know my my parents as as individual adults. Right. I didn't see yeah. them as that way. It, it mainly it was a very selfish time. So for her to kind of see to be aware of like this is odd or this is changing or like to be so aware of how her parents interact as individuals was very interesting. But at the same time, I think that's a very normal coming of age thing to kind yeah. of realize my parents aren't the people they've been presenting to me my entire life they're ki- and they're probably keeping secrets from me but it's it's one thing to have that that realization like I, I think we've kind of touched on this before the moment you realize that your parents are human and that they're 
they're prone to all the flaws of, of yeah. humanity. It's an, it's another to have that realization and then go something is wrong. Well, what's and and actually call them out on it. You know, that is true. I, I think for somebody her age, it was it was a pretty impressive mm-hmm. uh, thing to put together. And I was actually thinking about it because I have a friend whose parents were spies and. They got arrested for spying. Whoa. I don't want to get into all the details, but I, I, I feel like I know with a pr- pretty high degree of certainty that he didn't know, and he was in his 20s, and he didn't figure it out, and he's a super smart person, yeah. and it was happening for his entire life. So it's very perceptive of yeah, her. Yeah, that's the, what I'm saying. Yeah, it's not something it that most teenagers will, will pick up on. I don't think they will. Or if they do, they won't ever say anything That about said, it. I think the last thing in the world she expected was for them to say, we are we grew up in the Soviet Union and we're spies. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think, she, th- I think she thought it would be something like, we have a criminal past or yeah. you know something like that. Something a little bit yeah. more, more A little bit more down to earth. Let me yeah. ask a question. <laughs> so they're at home. They're about to have dinner. Phone rings. Elizabeth answers the phone. She says, "Oh, this is Mrs. This is Mrs. Jennings, right? Or is that what she says Jennings? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's for you." And he says, "Oh, you know, blah, blah. okay, this is right. Okay, I got to go the office. Mm-hmm. TPS reports, whatever he references. It's not that, but it's something similar. Who's calling the house? Who, who's talking to? It's not Kimmy. So he has no. It's their. It's their operators. Mission. They have. So he has plans to already go to the party with Kimmy. That's what that's what we're no, supposed no. to do. No, no. So what they do because they've talked about this before. It's somebody who calls and is usually right. like, "Hi, I'm from Columbia Records. Would right. you like to subscribe to this?" And everything they're saying is a code. Right. So, you know, basically, it could be somebody where it is they sound like they're calling from the travel agency, right. but that's code for you need to meet with Kimmy tonight for right. this. this right. And that. Right. How does Kimmy ever call? They don't. They have someone tailing. They have someone just like, in the, or we need to get the tape. They have just people working an operation. It has nothing to do with individual Kimmy, like or, or th- there is some way where she's able to channel information to him. I just forget. I don't know how they she's able to get up. in touch with them somehow. I was just tr- trying to figure how would that work without cell phones. How she probably, if she can't, sorry, she le- probably calls his voice. She mail probably leaves a, a yeah, leaves yeah. A, a voicemail at his how at his other house, his workhouse or something. Yeah, and that's automatically patched through immediately. Probably yeah. to wherever. Yeah, and they tell him she's a yeah. message. Nonetheless, you know, their lives must seem really hollow to, like, an outsider looking in. Like, they don't seem like very good travel agents. They are mm. just always leaving in the middle of the night randomly. Mm. They don't have any family in the area. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could see why Paige would get extremely suspicious. Do you think you would figure it out? That sounds like you're pretty cocky. You feel like you would yeah. get it. You, I think I, like, I would get it. I think I would know something was wrong. I, th- I don't think I would sit down and be like, you're communist spies. Right. Right. I know okay. it. But I would figure out something is up. Do you and think not you would confront? Me. That's the thing that I think you yeah. said that takes it a step further. That's the Impressive no, but again, but I think I think they've done a really good job setting up Paige's character to the point that I believe this character would confront she's him. She's grown a lot. Yeah, and definitely, she, definitely. And she's got a very strong sense of right and wrong. She's almost kind of a goody two-shoes. I could see how she'd be like a really annoying kid to go to high school with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, right, yeah, she'd be super. We would knock it along. No. <laughs> uh, no. But she's totally the kid who would call her parents out on something like that. So I was going to say quickly, because I, I know we do have to get predictions before we go. Let Do we each want to sound off with a final thought on the scene, maybe a favorite moment, so we and then get to predictions? Cause... Oh, well, yeah. No, we definitely should get to predictions. But I did want to touch on just that final oh, yeah. moment of uh, Stan, when Stan walks into the room. Right. And she realizes that this whole time that they've known this man, that her parents are spies. Great and that they've moment. been, like, eating dinner with this man. And just that, that realization. What did you guys think of that just before we... Uh, yeah. I thought that that was amazing because it was her first glimpse of action. Really, mm-hmm. it was her first job. It's almost like her first assignment. Now yeah. you're you're now you're in. Now you're fully you know at your dinner table is spying. I think mm-hmm. it was amazing that 
such a normal her whole world is now blown really like exactly that's, that's, at that point just like the matrix scene you know exactly at that point just being a bystander like you are you're now you're now like complicit in yeah. this yeah i definitely i thought that was amazing i loved the tension i loved the sort of him laughing and smiling moment like it was just a great felt like mm. it was out of a movie but the thing that i loved the most was actually in the scene when she, they're breaking the news to her and they look at her and they go this is very very important if you tell anybody this, we will go to jail for good. And there was just this this mild pause when he said, "If you tell anyone about this," before he said, "We're going to go to jail." And I was like, "Oh my god, is he going to threaten to kill?" I thought so. Yeah, I was like, really? I know. Do that? I know. So, I was, I was like, "Are we sick? What is going yeah. on?" Yeah. yeah. Like, well, you know, it's like you better keep your mouth shut, yeah. kid. Yeah. What will happen? On my paper here, I wrote, "We will go to jail for good" is greater than we will kill them. Yeah, <laughs> but also, but also, the phone call before we get to predictions, the phone call with Pastor Tim. She could have gone multiple ways. She sort yeah. of was in the middle she there. She, didn't, she also didn't lie. Yeah. Right. I thought she was going to... I was writing down, oh, she's already fully in as a spy. I thought she was going to make up an excuse for them. No. And she didn't. Yeah. It, it'll be interesting. If they do... If she ends up confiding in anyone other than Stan, that it won't be good. I mean, they'll probably protect her, but it won't be good for whoever she confides in. Not a good no. scene. On that note, shall we go into predictions? Yeah, let's do it. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Next show we start. Oh man, you guys, I gotta start. Okay. Oh wait, if you don't want to start, <laughs> no, no, I'll, I'll start. start. I'll start. I'll start. I'll go ahead. Okay. Uh, so my prediction is that so we have episode eleven now, right? Uh-huh. So uh, somebody has to die. Mm. I'm gonna go. With, oh, man, I, I like you, Kelly. I'm going with Pastor Tim has to die. <laughs> Seems like it, right? He'll get, he'll oh, get, wow. he'll get okay. told. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I so. love you, Kelly, but you got—you may have to die. Sorry, just a prediction. It means nothing. <laughs> See, I really think the moments where you think that Paige might crack, confide in Pastor Tim, confide in Stan—it's mm-hmm. you know—it seems so natural. You think like a, a you know she's a teenager, she's got this strong sense of morality, she would crack. I don't think she's going to. Mm-hmm. I think she's going to make it through the entire season. Not, uh, by the end of it, not only will she have not told anybody, but she might actually start doing little things for them. Hmm. I don't trust teenagers. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> I think Henry's relationship to Stan is going to be the tell oh. that's going to out Paige. Mm. I don't even think that Paige will necessarily be straight with Henry. I don't even think she'll tell him. I think that'll be more like Henry can tell there's something weird going on, and hmm. he's going to say something to stand mm, about it. Brothers and sisters mm. know stuff about each yeah, other. That's, totally that's how I, I think it's going to get outed. Interesting. I, I don't think Henry is um, that observant, but I do think that Paige will want to confide in someone, and the person that she will choose to confide in will be her brother, because they're a family and he should know. Uh, and then from that, from Henry going closer to Stan. It's right. You guys are on the same. Yeah. yeah. So you know, I think I, I, eventually you But I think you're right about one thing. I think we can all agree. There's no way on earth a 16-year-old girl could not tell a single person about this. Seems crazy. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's impossible. Insane. It's totally insane. I don't it's know. Impossible. I don't know. I'm just like... I for most for most characters you're right again I think they've done a really good job building this character I believe I believe she wouldn't I don't think I'm a 26 any... year old man and I'm nobody struggling. can no, tell anybody I don't, tell anybody I don't, so, no, say, I don't think there's anyone everything. like if if Elizabeth and Philip didn't have each other I'm sure they would have it's impossible have to tell. every person has to tell one person their secret <laughs> right. even Elizabeth told yeah. uh, what's his face um, oh drug dealer yeah. uh, 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 Gregory yeah but Gregory, Gregory was yeah. part of the cause Gregory but at 
but he was not a, he didn't know like their life he was brought into the yeah. cause like the right. way she brings in most people but then she started to tell him like her actual life yeah um and she didn't go on so yeah i think i think it's gonna uh she's gonna have to tell someone i just think that's where it's gonna go i'm so i'm so excited for these last yeah three it always gets so good in the last yeah. few episodes yeah, the americans do. always gets really good yeah, yeah really yeah so where can everyone find it uh you can find me at matt ritter one on twitter matt ritter comedy on youtube and that's my website Guys, go to at uh, Radio TFB on Twitter. Go to joshrichman.net for more. Ben Bateman Media, Twitter, Instagram. That's my, that's my sign. And at Miss Adrian Snow, M-S-A-D-R-I-N-S-N-O-W on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Americans After Show. And we will see you next Wednesday. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 